There's the other type of squeeze. <laughs> this is such a pretty song. This is called I'll Get the Coffee by Catherine Gallagher. Mm. Catherine Gallagher sounds like a nice like Scottish girl. You yeah. you were like you went to escape the big city and mm. you went to the Scottish Highlands and your neighbor was Catherine Gallagher. Scottish and girl she, next door. And you just hear this in the barn next door. <laughs> and you're like, wow, you can really sing. Squeeze. Oh, it's nothing really. <laughs> yeah. Did you ask about squeezing? <laughs> <laughs> it's a oh, head bob. She's so sweet, man. <laughs> this is a head bobbing vibe, dude. Okay. Great tune. Great tune. I'm in a giggly ass mood. I don't, you can probably tell. <laughs> yeah, you haven't. I've, I've been laughing hard since Amari got to my house. Just, I don't know what it is. Hey, man, that's a good thing. You know, it, it feels good to be on the other side of a, of a, a giggling person, you know? A giggly mood? Well, because yeah. then you feel like a comedian. Yeah, you, you feel ever, empowered. <laughs> as you shit. ever go to a room, like a family party, and just kill it, and you, I'm, you go home, and you're like, I'll never forget this moment. <laughs> Because I feel like the funniest guy on the planet. 100%. Yeah. You must feel like that right now because I've laughed so hard. It, like, it's so empowering. It's like, because the more you say, like, the more shit you say, the more they laugh. And it's like, you got the Midas touch. Everything yeah, you yeah, touch yeah. is gold. Yeah, 100%. It's like, you kind of like, still got it, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, here's what I was going to ask you this morning. Hmm. First off, if why you, were you late? <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> but if you guys are just listening for the first time um, and you're you're listening because you heard the virgin episode shame on you we've got like <laughs> 74 episodes before that yeah um but welcome we are going to talk about today well we actually have a lot of stuff because this is the rabbit hole we yeah. kind of talk about a lot of different things um here's what okay i noticed this the other day when i walk charlie or just when i go outside when i get in the elevator when i get out of my car mm-hmm. um when i'm leaving a store when i'm entering a store i i do this same thing every time mm-hmm. i take my hand and with my middle finger, <laughs> okay, yeah, just follow me here. I reach down. <laughs> Listen, hey now, I, I reach down. <laughs> right now, he has his hand out with the middle finger just <laughs> slightly protruding in. <laughs> if you could do that, <laughs> I, <don't know>. I am <laughs> right. okay. But what I do is I reach down and I just check to see if my zipper is nice. done up. Do you know what I mean? So I go to check like, the button and I just feel to see if the mm. zipper is at the top. Because for some reason, I've got this irrational fear of walking around and just like my D just was being exposed yeah. and me not knowing about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why is that ever a problem? Don't people wear underwear? I don't understand. Yeah, I wear underwear, but it's just like, just I think walking with your zipper undone just has this sort of goofy, like, come on, get your shit yeah. together. You know what I mean? It does have the... <laughs> like, if you're <laughs> a classy dude and all of a sudden his zipper's undone, you automatically are like, this guy's not classy. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to be classy, but his D is out. It's true. Um, yeah, I, if the question is, do I do that? Um, I do do that. You do but, do that. But no. not with the middle finger situation that you do. What do you do? I don't know. You I just you know, look, I try to be, no, I go in with a, with a, with a pincer, like, uh, you know, a, a thumb and a <laughs> index finger, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just gotta, well, I, you go for the button. Yeah. Right there. You see? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You go for near the button, but not with the middle finger, like <laughs> as if you're trying to, <laughs> no, no, not oh, like that. I don't know. That's not that motion. <laughs> no, I go to check the button. It yeah. makes it look like I got, or it looks like I'm pulling up my pants from the front. But really, my middle finger is reaching down to see if my zipper is up on mm. Maybe yeah. I shouldn't have shared that. Is that an overshare? No, it's not an overshare, <laughs> but I do the same thing just with an index finger and a thumb. That's all. Okay, but what's your weird... Don't you have a weird habit that you do? That 
people come on expose yourself i mean we already sort of ex- like exposed a lot of you last episode so no obligation a here. weird habit that i do yeah like you know some people they exhale from their nose a lot like they'll <laughs> you ever, you ever been around shit. somebody that does yeah, that yeah, a lot i hate that shit they're somewhere. constantly exhaling you're like yeah. what is going on with your nose um weird habit that i do Okay, it, it comes from a great thing that I don't do, which is fart in front of people, okay? Me but neither. as soon as I get in the car, it is like, that is my zone. <laughs> you know, like... It, <laughs> oh, I wish we still had the fart sound effect. <laughs> one day, <laughs> one day I dropped off a girl that I was talking to. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, <laughs> we're, we're friends. Um, I dropped her off home and she, I guess, forgot something in her car. Oh, shit. <laughs> Bro, I dropped her <laughs> off home and I just freaking went out. Because if anyone's been around me, you've never heard me fart. Same. Never. And I think you is burping. No, no, no. no. Well, I can't. Well, you can't burp, I can't burp at all. But I, I cannot or I won't fart in front of people unless yeah. it's a buddy. If I fart in front of you, you know we're, we're cool. Yeah. Because I'm like, haha, the, the whole walls are down. For some girls I've dated, it's been like years and they've never heard me fart. And the one thing I hate, and I've mentioned this like back in like episode 20. I hate when I mention this and a couple goes, oh my God, that's not love. Love is when you fart in front of your partner. Since when do we d- define love as farting in, front- <laughs> farting in front of your partner? That's just you making excuses for the habit that slipped out. I yeah, get and it. it's all good. It's nice to be comfortable. And I yeah. totally am jealous of that. Yeah. But I would never shame you and say, that isn't love unless you fart. Like, come on. Think of how <laughs> ridiculous that sounds. Yeah. I just don't do it because partially growing up, my dad would always say, don't fart in front of ladies, boys. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just, it was terrible advice. When I when I am a dad, yeah, I... It's actually better to let out a few small farts. Just pump it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> gently, you know? Because yeah. I know what you mean. Like, like you hold it. Your stomach gets super sore. Oh. You get in your car and you're just like, thank God. Yeah, man. And then, so what, did she come back to the car? Yes. Yeah, so, so anyways, the, the whole day I was like, just purging. Just every fart, I would just send it back up. Just like, nah. <laughs> And I, I just like, just pumped the stomach so much. <laughs> anyway, she came back to the car. I guess like she forgot something. And I see her coming back. And I was like, no. I like, and I like, I let out the biggest fart. I was like, you know, oh as soon as I got God, to my car, she left. I'm like, <laughs> you know, just like big time. Oh, she shoot, comes back. Man. She's like, I forgot something. I was like, you can't come here. <laughs> she's like, what? I was like, I was like what do you need? <laughs> You drive She's by like, really fast we... arrow the car. She's like, why can't I come? I was like, I farted in, in the car. Oh, you admit it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, at that point, man, who cares? Well, I, I know, but I had to get to that point, you know? Oh, that's ballsy. I would never yeah. say that. I'd just be like, sorry, I just got to get gas first. Oh, how ironic. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> She's that. I just have to guess. She's like, well, why is your car so like gas? Um, we, st- we talk about it till this day. Yeah. Sometimes. Anyway. Okay, so that's farting. Uh, but you know, sometimes you got to fake it till you make it. You know, that's what I would say about farting. You know, you gotta you gotta play cool. I'm I'm trying to transition <laughs> real hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> sure. Yeah, you're like save me, save me, save me, save me. Yeah. Um, well, the, the so the topic today is uh, fake it till you make it, but that's not what we're gonna talk about right now. Mm. That's for later. <laughs> that's for later. You've actually set this up incorrectly because now what we're gonna talk about real quick is. Um, I just hit 100 million followers. Ooh. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 100 million views. Views. So I don't want those two to get mixed, fake it till you make it, because it's not the case here. Oh, which we addressed. Like, we don't produce our show. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Well, as you can see. But, but, but the one moment today, we were like, wait, do we want to talk about fake it till we make it and the YouTube thing together? Because, you know, we don't want that to get muddled in. There, there's aspects Two of it. Roads. There's aspects of it for sure. But yeah. what I've given um, Amar the ability to do right now uh, is I said, you can ask me five questions and mm. I have to answer three of the five. I can tap out for two of them if it's too personal, whatever. But three of the five, I have to answer you. All right. So it's an ask me almost anything. It, no, it isn't ask me anything, but I'm only going to answer three, three to the five. five. All right. And and I apologize ahead of time for uh, Dan's YouTube audience because, <laughs> you know, you homies, you know, I know you guys have certain questions that you want to ask. No, but here's the like, thing. Why didn't you ask that? I will tell you, stay away from questions like, what were you going to do if you weren't doing YouTube? Like whenever mm. I do a Q&A, the top thing I get asked is, what would you do if you weren't going to do YouTube? And I don't know if it's an authentic question or if it's just like, they just want to be a part of the Q&A. Both mm. are great, by the way. But I get asked that probably the most. Of course. Because people think, oh, let's go with that. But of course. Um, the answer is firefighter or astronaut, <laughs> but those, neither of those happen. Is one. <laughs> um, okay, so... This is question one. Question one. Question one. Ooh, what I like about this is I'm not going to give you all the questions. So you don't... If you cancel one, that's going to leave you in a situation where you have to answer... You, the rest yeah yeah but they gotta be real tough ones for me to cancel yeah well oh. here we go um i'll answer most okay no i'll start it out easy it's gonna take up one of your spots if it's too easy just saying all right fine you, you want to play like that let's play like <laughs> I'm that just, i'm just telling <laughs> you know, you want to play like that I'll give how much a... money have you made from <laughs> <laughs> that's how you want to play <laughs> okay i knew 100 percent this was gonna well, come for up. sure i mean 100 <laughs> percent how much money have I made on YouTube? First off, I think it is, just to clear my name before yeah. we get into this, I think it's super unclassy for people to walk around giving specific numbers. Oh, 100%. I see it all the time on YouTube where there's a thumbnail saying, how much money did I make in 2020? Sure. And it's like a terribly pixelated thumbnail so you can see the image. And it's like, okay, this person made 400 grand. Yeah. It's like, really, did you just do that to, to flex? Um, and it would be very unclassy for me as the, as the asker to not ask it. You know, yeah, for yeah. the YouTube audience. I, here's I got here's you what I'll, I'll say for this. <laughs> yeah. Just so I could still maintain a level of respect. Hey, man, if you half answer it, you'll have to half answer another question. <laughs> okay, fair, fair. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. No, no, um, you can half answer. Here's the answer for this. Over the eight years that I've done this YouTube channel, um, the amount of money I've made on AdSense would be surprisingly lower than what you would think. Yeah. I think when people see 100 million views, they would think, if this guy even made $1 a view, yeah. $100 million. If he made 50 cents of you, mm. $50 million. Okay. So clearly I didn't make $50 <laughs> million. dollars. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I'm not making 50 cents of you. Okay. So even cut that in half. Mm. Okay. Now we're at what? 25 million views or, or 25 million. Are you talking about per view or per thousand per views? Per view. Let's okay, just go per, per, per view. view. Usually it is per thousand. Okay. Um, how can I answer this? So I have... Um, been able to sustain a career yeah. for eight years. Yep. Um, I like to think comfortably. Mm. I can purchase things that I find I want mm -hmm. in terms of messing with resin. If there's a new thing, I, I bought a pancake robot once for $400. It still hurts me to this day, by the way. Mm. Um, I was able to buy a car. I was able to buy my condo. Yep. Uh, little Charlie. So, 
you would say the money would cover. I think you're looking for specifics. I'm trying no, to no, dodge. No, no. I, got, I got you. I got you. Don't worry. Uh, first of all, big on you for even answering it because it, you know it's a shitty question, right? It's not uh, a shitty. It's it's when when people see you doing. I think what's frustrating is when people see you having fun for a living. Yeah. They automatically think you're either not doing anything. Yeah. And I talked about this in my new the video that's coming out. Uh, it's already out by the time people are hearing this. Mm. I took it out of the video, by the way. But one of the most frustrating things is when people see me having fun on Instagram stories, messing around with the game, and they say, um, that's not work. Mm. You don't seem very busy, whatever. It's so offensive. But at the same time, it's a compliment. Because my job, and I want people to remember this, my job is to entertain, distract, um, educate. And if any of those are being checked off, then I'm doing my job. So if, if I'm messing around on a Tuesday afternoon while you're having a day doing accounting, yeah. It doesn't mean you're working harder than me. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't mean that this is just me messing around because a lot of this content is scripted to a sense of, okay, we got a week coming up. What can we do? Okay, you know what? I've been having these bags under my eyes. It, when, he, when he says we, this is a, a meeting between him and Charlie around yes. the board table. Me and the producer, Charlie. Yeah. So I'll say, okay, like, what, what's going on? Okay, I've been having these bags under my eyes. Maybe we can make some content around trying to fix that. Mm. From that point on, that's all it is in terms of scripting. Everything else is natural. Yeah. Um. So... Doing YouTube, and I know it's one of the top jobs amongst youth these days. Don't get it twisted. YouTube is not a, a back-end, a uh, side hustle. Yeah. A lot of people think if it doesn't work out, I'll do YouTube. Good luck. YouTube is more saturated now than it ever has been before, and it's only going to continue to get that way. Um, you had a, you do have to bust your ass. Yeah. Seven hours spent editing each video. Wild. But people don't see that. You know, I, I don't want to sit here and do this, like, hard done by shit, but... It's, it is the biggest frustration is when well, people... The reason you don't want to do that is because you also feel like a lot of YouTubers, like, they also don't want to, like... You guys are entertainers, so one of the things that comes with that is putting all your personal shit on the side and then going out and, like, performing and 100%. entertaining others. Um, but the reason I say it's a shitty question is because, though it seems like a lot of people feel like they're almost, like, entitled to know how much money you make, um, it's not... L- that's not the case for many other jobs. Like 90% of other jobs, you don't go up to an accountant exactly. and be like, how much money do you make this year? Exactly. When would I uh-huh. ever do that to someone else? Like if it's <laughs> unclassy in the business world, it's equally unclassy. Like you guys can be interested. Mm-hmm. And you'll, you, honestly, YouTube, you'll never get an answer. It's kind of like athletes. We all get our money from outside sources, through sponsorships, through yep. ambassador programs. We don't get, uh, a lot of us don't make our sole income from YouTube AdSense. Mm. Like, at all. Like, I could tell you right now, my life and my quality of life is is heavily sustaining on brand partnerships through yeah. Instagram ads, through YouTube projects, through bigger campaigns. Yeah. I do not rely on, on AdSense. I think you did answer that question as specific as possible because it's, I think what you're saying is, um, hey, I get to live a very comfortable life with a good amount of disposable income to pursue the things I need to pursue yeah. and, and to check out. Um, and that came from a 10 year plus career. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not stressful about finances. I'm comfortable. Um, but, but I know a lot of people are going to want to know this. The amount of money I make is going to be totally different than the amount of money your other favorite YouTuber makes or other YouTuber in general. Like there's no way to pin us. You can't look at subscriber count anymore sure. and say they make around this. There's a website called social blade. And they give you a, a projection of what you make yearly. And it's like $1 to or $900,000. <laughs> no, like $1 to like 900000 The biggest gap. Okay? It's, it's so bullshit. And I go on there. I'm like, you guys got your stats so wrong. It's so made up. 
I did a talk once at this school and this kid blurts out, I don't know how much money you make. And I was like, oh, really? Like, how much? And he says the number. I'm like, oh, this kid's on Social Blade. <laughs> Socialblade.com. And then he went on, like, searched one thing. So literally two buttons pressed to know how much income you yeah. make a year. I appreciate when people are concerned in terms of like, hey, how are you making your money, whatever. But don't be. You, yeah. Your job is to be entertained and consume. I'm the one that's supposed to carry that stress. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we got don't, it. Don't worry about that. Um, next question. Good question. Because I think you're talking about the saturation of the mark of YouTube. Um, if I were to start a YouTube 2021, top three tips. It could be small tips, big tips. Okay, we'll fly through this one. First three or five tips that come to mind. It's an easy one. This isn't going to make me tap out. Um, For sure, I'd say consistency. Yep. Um, Have something different. I know that's the biggest, hardest one because everyone's doing everything. But if you look at like these TikTokers Mm. and you you pursue that style and it's not you, it is the most cringy ass thing to watch on the planet. Mm. Like you may not feel it, but people can feel authenticity in, in your content we've talked about it a million times bullshit radars of people it's better than only you think, man like way better first off i also want to clarify 99 percent of the the pranks you see on facebook are fake and mm. i always go through the comments and no one picks up on this shit there's so many fake ones that like i'm like there's no way this is real and like it's true like a lot of people are like oh my god he would yeah, do that i would i would kill my boyfriend if he did that guys who do you think's holding the damn camera <laughs> yeah, do you I think the wall shit. just has a, a camera and smack dab in the middle yeah like there's a few things. Look at who's filming. Uh, look at the reaction. Yeah. Look at the... Oftentimes, a, a dead giveaway is when they do double takes. Mm. Nobody... It's very hard for amateur actors to do double takes in a good way. And what I mean by that is, like, try looking to your left, looking back, and looking back quickly in shock. That is the big... Because no one can do it like... It's like, so like poorly genuinely? done. Yeah. Um, anyways, back to, the, back to the thing. Consistency, huge. Uh, being authentic, even if you think you're friggin' weird, mm. I promise you, don't be deterred by that. If if you like making solely yellow objects, stick to that because it will take off. There's a market for everything. I promise you yeah. for everything. To, to think that there's one way of doing it is so wrong. And that's something that art has taught me over the past year, two years. Some of the best artists in the world, like Picasso, you look at him and you're like, how is this art? Are you mm. like, It's a style. It's a genre. So if it's weird, double down on it. Don't shy away from it. Mm-hmm. Right? I think that's your gift. So embrace it. Um, and then lastly, um, so I said consistency. There's no doubt you got to be pumping out one or two videos. Is this one or two videos a week? A week. Easily yeah. one or two videos a week. Consistently being on Instagram. Um, it, it, you got to fight through the boredom. Mm. Oh, and last one, don't chase fame. Mm. Don't chase fame. You'll burn out so damn quick. Because fame isn't hard to get. Yeah, it's, It really isn't. You'll you'll get a viral hit eventually by, by being unique. And you'll get that rush and you'll be like, okay, this is me now. Oh, mm. I, I got a brand deal. Don't, don't. I've been on, I've been on brand deal sets or like shoots and they say, Hey, they treat you really well. What can we get you? Is there anything you need before you get here? No, no, no. Don't worry. Like I'm fine. I try to be as accommodating as possible. There's some people that are like, I need a double pump macchiato with chai and Fiji water. Fiji water. Like you think you're a celebrity. Yeah. The internet world is a different type of celebrity. So get your head out of your ass. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only other one. Okay. Um, I, I think also to that tip that you're saying is like, it's a way that you can also kind of uh, hack the system kind of because a lot of these internet personalities that get shitty that like I want Fiji water or whatever, they're, they'll only be based on their relevance, right? Whereas if you have like a good personality, if you're a good person genuinely, you kind of, um, 
they kind of bring you back more often than others. All in all, yeah, yeah, being authentic uh, is hard and it's scary because mm. it, uh, vulnerability is sort of tied to that. You got to open up. You got to show your weird side, and, and it's very scary to do that because um, you're you're opening up your your hidden side to people that that have no fear in telling you what they feel. Mm. So there's a lot more tips. One of them being don't listen to trolls, and that's a whole other one we, which we have talked about in the past. Um, but I'd say those are my three for that question. Dope. Yeah. All right. Um, do YouTubers sleep around <laughs> oh, as often? Son of a bitch. <laughs> is less. He went there. And he went there. Who have you slept with? <laughs> oh, he went there. Okay. Oh, this, I might have to tap over this one. Um, uh, <laughs> how can I? be politically correct uh so yes with any sort of fame let's say this <laughs> any 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 here any capacity of fame okay yeah um and I, i'm not at all trying to paint like brad pitt fame can come in many it's a spectrum okay yeah. um i've noticed in the past that if you've got uh per something performing well if you've got a commercial on tv um i know when I've had cool opportunities in the past. You will get people coming out of the woodwork or just whatever, sliding in the DMs like crazy. Mm. From there, it is up to you on what you want to do and who you want to pursue. Oh. Um, I will say sometimes it's it's easier. Yeah. Fuck, this is so uncomfortable, man. Um, it, it's easier because uh, they already know what they want. Mm. However, it is up to you to understand, is this a smart decision? What are you looking for? Are you looking for a relationship? No, you're looking just to have fun. Okay, fine, great, go ahead. But understand who you're working with because some people may try to um, either lock it down, they have other intentions. Mm. So you just gotta be careful with that stuff in general. I will say uh, in the past, yeah, it's uh, it's helped. <laughs> Shit, man, this is so you, you are the funnel. Uh, what I first understood of that is, is, uh, is the funnel is evergreen. Um, and, and, and the, when you do successful little things, uh, air quotes successful. Okay. When you do successful little things, um, more things are fed into the funnel, right? And then it's up to you to be smart enough to say, narrow it down. Yeah. Yeah. Is, you know, is this, am I this type of person? Am I going to sleep with everyone? Am I going to be selective? Am I going to, I think, at, at different stages of your life too, right? Like yeah. if you're doing YouTube at your early 20s or even for most of your 20s, I did YouTube for all my 20s. Mm. Um, so yeah, you have times for you, ha you have fun with that and you go and like, for sure. When, yeah. Like when I lived in Dallas, I was single, didn't know anybody. And um, yeah, I, I definitely leaned on that. Yep. Um, Toronto, it's, I've had times where I've leaned on that, but um, what was I going to say? Oh my god! I was Ooh, say little follow-up question. Maybe it'll you remember the thing. Um, since we know fake it till make it is is the next thing up, um, and you talked about bullshit radars. How fake out of a percentage um, are are these DMs? And you're just like, I you oh. just want this? Or, oh, 90%. 90%. 90%. Uh, it's it's at this point, it, it is sort of a turnoff to be honest. Yeah. If if I announce a cool project or, or something that I've done that's really cool. And someone slides in during that same time period within 
an hour, two hours, it is a, a big turnoff because mm. essentially, I mean, at my stage of life now, I don't, I don't want someone that's pursuing something that is solely for them or yeah. their image or whatever it is. To clarify, we're talking about sexual DMs, not like, you know, supportive <laughs> yeah, yeah, friend yeah, yeah, yeah. DMs. Um, and, and so automatically, it's a dead giveaway. If, mm. if you're trying to get to know somebody, there's ways you can do it other than... Like, like just look at, look at what's happening around them at the time. Yeah. If they just announce something big and that turns you on, like, it, it comes through. It's yeah, very it's evident problem. when that happens. Uh, you know what? When that happened, when I... Um, People are going to think I'm sounding like such a douchebag, man. I'm, I'm not hey, man. saying that, but, but I'm going to be honest with these answers. Yeah. And, and honestly speaking, yes, it does happen. Yeah. Yes, I've, I've done it. Um, when I won my MMVA, mm. insane amount of DMs for people from high school, college, uh, I may have worked with here and there. DMs for 20 years. And it's just like, okay. Yeah. But, but at the time, like, again, I was very aware of this and it was, it was like, didn't really, res I responded with like, oh, thanks so much, whatever, but. I don't think I um, capitalized on any of those. Do you see other YouTubers that are like, you're like, man, you should just kind of be smarter with that. Like, just be careful. And you're just like kind of observing on the outside. And you're like, I think shit, bro. I think every YouTuber has a different business model, different mm -hmm. business plan. And we all think we're the best, of course, me included in that. Yeah. Um, in fact, when I'm done YouTube, I would love to write a book on psychologically the, the effects that it's had on me or, or the smartest things I've learned from doing this for well well over eight years mm. um but yeah I, I see youtubers and i'm just like you sold out for money yeah. you sold out for brands i know youtubers that solely just do branded content and they get like 10 views you sold out yeah like that's the one thing you got to be so aware of in every aspect of your life is why did you start this and protect that and, and have a mantra and protect that yeah and the second someone throws money at you question is this something you want to do over the past two years i've gotten in, in uh had some heated meetings with companies because I'm noticing now more than ever companies are insanely sensitive over mm. bullshit reasons. Mm -hmm. And I have to put my foot down and say, you know what, if this is what it's going to be, then this is what it's going to be. I will mm. obviously fight for contracts. I'll fight for money. But at the end of the day, if it's going to change my messaging, if it's going to change who Danocracy is, I'll walk away from it and I won't take it. Last question. Sure. Even though I'm really extending this third question though. Yeah, that, this is this would be five questions after this. Yeah, yeah. Um, that veteran status. I feel like you have a veteran status. You know, yeah. Like knowing this shit, a lot of like people that are just starting out don't know. Mm -hmm. However, it seems like to me that you've always known this shit, even when it was year one, year two, year three. W whether you've explicitly said it or not, right. it seems like you've always known it. Um. How how would you say that that is that something that was learned? Um, is it enough for some big YouTuber when you first started to come to you and say, "Hey, when when the companies try to get you to sell out, don't like it's hard." Are words so, enough, or, or is there something else to it? I'm, so I've always been a visual guy, yep. visual learner. Um, if a if an influencer that was much bigger at the time said, "Hey, don't take the money," whatever, it's hard, man, because. Sometimes you'll get you'll get introduced to the biggest contract of your career with mm. so much money, and you're like, "How do I say no to this? Because this could make me not have to work the rest of the year, and it's only I don't know February. Yeah, it's hard, but but you have to look at the long term goal. I got lucky in high school, and I got lucky in general in terms of me knowing what I wanted to do with my life, mm. and I I'm thankful for that because some people they don't know what they want to go to school for, or whatever. So even when I was in high school, I lived. I tried to live a controversy-free life. Mm. 
I didn't I didn't get in any trouble. I didn't get any bad stuff. All because I knew I wanted to be a Jay Leno. I wanted to be a Jimmy Fallon. Mm. And these guys have clean humor. They're respectable. They're funny. They're gentle. And so I knew right from, from day one. So I, I would see people that are are like, oh, let's go smoke weed and get drunk and go to class. And it's like, I'm sorry. Like, if, as a kid, you're like, oh, I, I want to be cool. I'll do that. But I've always had this goal that was much larger than that, even in college. So when it, when you've lived that sort of way of life for so long, yeah. um, it's kind of second nature as to what you should and shouldn't do. So role models were huge in your in your, in your Absolutely. life. Absolutely, and they still are. I mean, I look at I look at yeah, I look at people. I'm just like, what do I want to emulate? And then once you get to a point where you become a role model to some degree, I'll get these incredibly beautiful emails from people saying um, that I was their childhood entertainer. You mm. know how insane that is. Wild. Uh, like they're like, I watched you when I was 11, and now I'm 20, and I'm out of university. I'm like, insane that yeah. I was that guy for them, right? So I look at that, I'm like, that's what I want to achieve. Now that I've got it, I could throw this all away by sleeping with half the city or whatever. Yeah. Or I could try to maintain some sort of composure and, and classiness. I don't know. I don't want to sound like not classy, but... No, but I, I, I love that letter thing that you were saying. You know, it's like... Because it seems like it's almost the same letter that you would have sent uh, Jimmy Fallon or yeah. Uh, Leno. I, yeah, I think... Um, I guess to, to cap this all off... When you're an entertainer or you're in the public eye or you're trying to become something, mm. just know there's a whole image that is so hard to gain and you have to protect that and you have to work at it. Yeah. And you could throw it all away by being an asshole. Or you could throw it all away by being insensitive um, or, or living in the moment. And sure, it might happen. Mm. But overall, if your branding and your messaging is to make people or the environment or your little community and bubble a better happy place you can't do any wrong yeah so i think the, the biggest thing is I, I go onto youtube and i do a lot of self-deprecating humor because people can't tell me that's wrong yeah. or they can't say it's offensive because i'm saying it about me i love um, that shit. i will also be really goofy light-hearted very surface level to the point where people actually think <clears throat> i might be <clears throat> a little bit um dumb or something i don't know Sure. So, so I, I then will try to show it maybe a different side of me, which is this podcast does a great job. I at least get to express a little bit more yeah. of Dan Oxy rather than <laughs> farts, titties, because that's very YouTube me. You know what yeah. I mean? So I don't know. It, it all plays a role. Um, I want to thank you for this. Honestly, like uh, I think, you know, we asked, you know, at first I was like, am I going to do enough? For the YouTube audience listening to this, listen, you, right? Yeah. We talked about slamming girls, money, okay. <laughs> and 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 like, what else can can you know? Can he has can he have answered that would have been more uncomfortable? Um, I think you know those are some real uncomfortable questions. So respect. Yeah, I think you. Um, you and, I, and I wanted to go deeper with the questions, but you know, uh, you gotta ask those first three. Yeah, I I yeah, I try to answer them. Um, okay, <laughs> let's shift gears here. So I've been reading this book lately. Yep. Okay. And um, there's a chapter in it that talks about, first off, the book's called Barking Up the Wrong Tree. Mm. Amazing book. Let me just get the author here real quick. Um, it's Barking a, Up the Wrong Tree. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> amazing book. And basically it kind of talks about how it's by Eric Barker. Oh, funny enough. <laughs> so it says the surprising science behind why everything you know about success is mostly wrong. And in this book, they do a ton of studies, they share social experiments, and they talk about how the valedictorian 
of your high school or college university is not as likely to become a CEO. Mm. The main reason is because they are rule followers. That's how they got there. Mm. The structure of the school system works for them. A lot of CEOs, they get there because they think different. They think outside the box. They find other avenues to save or rescue or build a company. Mm. And so oftentimes the valedictorian will thrive in a very structured network of following rules. They're rule followers. Mm. Um, And the CEOs almost like take advantage of the chaos. Yeah. So I think it was like the average CEO has like a 3.0 or even like less than that grade point average, which is insane. Wild. Because everyone views the CEO as they must be the smartest, most elite. And it's no, their, their mind is just being utilized in different ways. Yeah. So anyways, they talk about faking it until you make it. Um, and let me just get, let's do this. Uh, faking until you make it. Mm-hmm. And is that a real thing? Can you be successful by faking it until you get a, some sort of degree? And I want to ask you, what would your initial thought yes. on this theory be? Yes. Yes. Y- y- yes. To a certain extent, for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, but I think a lot of um, a lot of uh, the reason I say yes is because I think a lot of people shoot themselves in the foot by thinking the opposite, which is I cannot be fake. I cannot fake it till I make it. I must know what I'm talking about before I do it. And there's a lot of opportunities out there that are taken by people who who, who kind Self of doubt. no, they actually reach above what they can do. So if you look at like job applications and shit like that, a lot of people, the really smart people would say, oh, I'm not qualified for this job. Why even apply for it? Right. Mm -hmm. When someone way underqualified applies for the same job. Right. 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 But because they're uh, air quotes dumb enough to think that they can get it, they end up being one of the few that actually applied and one of the few that actually get it. Right. Right. And and that's, that's actual thing. Um, the inner critic will tell us and beat us up before anything else. That's a, that's a yeah. book I'm reading right now. It's actually about social anxiety, which is really interesting. Um, but they also, in that book, they talk about the inner critic and how its main goal, and, and actually negativity is stronger than positivity. Like mm. science proves that, that when you get an opportunity, your inner critic, which is meant to protect you, or at least thinks it is, will slide in and say, well, what if this happens? What if they ask you that? And, and what if you mess up and stumble? No, no leader stumbles, you know? Um, so science actually shows, and this is going to sound, uh, uninspiring Mm. that if you can fake it until you make it, Mm. in fact, a lot of people do, and there's, there's actually a way of success by doing so, um, to a certain degree, of course. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's just, let's just go through it. Yeah. Okay. So faking until you make it is, what was it? Um, Okay, there's a theory called status enhancement theory mm-hmm. where regular people gain influence and power by simply acting dominant and confident. Mm-hmm. It's, it's as easy as that. It's as easy as acting like you know. Um, if you act a certain way and you stick to it, so you, you commit to this part, um, others will quickly fall under the impression that you're really like that, even if you're shaking your boots on the inside. Mm-hmm. Um, scientists say that acting a certain way for a prolonged period of time even fools your own brain through rehearsal 100%. into a fresh way of thinking, kind of like you're pretending to be is actually who you are. So, of course, practice makes perfect. Repetition causes new things. Uh, it fires, it wires type of thing. Yeah. So, Especially the fires, wires thing, man. That's uh, 
that's huge i i see this all the time man it's like i if you get in a car and i've talked about this before and it's like a red honda civic all you're gonna see on the road are red honda civics and the same can be said with confidence the same yes. can be said with positivity with negative shit if you see negativity and, and and you and you give it a value in your in your in your head all you're gonna see in the world is negativity right but if you see positive positive shit or if you it, see like opportunities yeah your your brain is just wired to see these patterns and so if you're wiring it for opportunities it's gonna see all these opportunities as much as it sees like your own car on the road 100 percent that car thing is, is a perfect reference. Yeah. Um, this isn't this isn't going to work, by the way. These things aren't going to work if you want to be like a con man mm. or a liar or a master heist person. Person, right? Like th- that's a whole other thing of being prepared. Yeah. Okay. So faking until you make it may lack preparedness, um, but to be a con man or something where you actually will have to back things up, it's not. Where this will work is if you lack confidence um, in public speaking, flirting. Um, the, pretending like you can actually be that will actually lead to success in those fields. So one oh. of the topics is show your teeth. Hmm. So f- forcing yourself to smile when you're miserable will actually lift your mood. Like science proves. I know it sounds ridiculous. Um, it won't be like, holy crap, I feel so much better. I smiled, but it will. Um, I, I totally think that's true. According to Mental Floss, even fake smiling helps you to feel happier and lowers your heart rate. Next time you cry, fake smile up at the ceiling at the same time. You will look nuts and your mood will lift. You will look nuts and <laughs> and your mood will lift. It's true. 100%. Next one. Take up space. Yep. Basically, don't walk around with your shoulders and head down like, oh, everyone's you're in everybody's way and, and what are they going to think of this? Take up space. You're on this planet and you have just as much right to be here as someone else does. So shoulders back, chin up, take your space, queen. God damn. (laughs) uh, Someone fucking walking down, you slam. Who cares? 100%. If someone gets in your way, just just, just keep walking. (laughs) In a popular 2012 TED Talk, Amy Cuddy, which was a Harvard Business School social psychologist. I think I've seen this talk. Have you? Yeah. Amy Cuddy, um, for sure. She explained that people who maintain power poses show an increase in testosterone, a hormone related to dominance and confidence. Yes, sir. So our nonverbals govern how we think and feel about ourselves. Mm. Our bodies change our minds. Mm. Seriously. Um, I think the biggest thing is a lot of us, when we're walking, tend to look at our shoes. Or when someone's yeah. coming our way, I do this all the time, which is why I'm reading this book on social anxiety, because that's what it is for me. When I'm walking Charlie... He's a huge conversation piece. Yes, sir. He's, he's, he's look at him right now. Look at him. He's just <laughs> wrestling with a blanket. He's so damn cute. He's soft. He's fuzzy. And he has this cute jacket when we walk. So he's a big conversation piece. So when I'm walking, I'm just like, every time I see someone walking more, they start to smile. I start to go, oh, I get uncomfortable. I get uncomfortable. I get uncomfortable. The only time I don't is after this podcast mm. because I'm out of my shell. Mm. I've talked. After this podcast, when I walk Charlie, I will talk to every person. Hey, how's old your dog? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So... Sometimes it takes I love that. an exercise to come out. You yeah. can't just wake up and be the life of the party. Um, but own your space. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Take, take, take dog, charge. You know? Next one. Um, what are you, are you wearing? Jeans? Okay. It says, get out of the sweatpants. Hey. 
literally dress for the job you want. This matters, man. <laughs> this matters. When I film, some days I'll get up, I'll shower, put on jeans, put on a shirt, whatever. I'll get all ready because mentally that, especially in the pandemic, that's been a very helpful thing. Yeah, that's a ritual that like it's ingrained since like since you were super young to like dress appropriate for what you're about to do. And it's so true, man. There's so many times I love sweatpants. But there are times when I'm like, I, you know, let's say you work in sweatpants and you're just like, you just feel like like a schmuck, you know? It's how you look is how you're perceived, basically. Yeah. There's a study that says people with glasses are perceived smarter mm. than people with not glasses. The same study also says they're viewed slightly less attractive. I'm not, that's not made up. Yeah. I don't I agree with that, by the way, but um, it's all about how you're perceived. We look at someone with glasses and we think they know the answers. Yeah, man. <laughs> because their eyesight is, you know? <laughs> Everyone turns to the guy with the glasses. Seriously. So it's like, dress the part that you want. Dress for success. And, and naturally, people respect that. I mean, I've gone to events where someone wears a suit. And I know that they're sort of... You ever be like that? They're like a con man. We yeah. have people on Facebook, man, from Slick. high school. Slick people. That, like uh, these guys that are like, hey, come to my conference. Uh, grind, grind every day, man. You got to grind. And they yeah, always wear a suit. Yeah. And at first, I'm like, what does this guy do? Because yeah. I, I fall for it. I'm like, he must make money. He's, he's wearing a suit. But then I'm like, no, he's, it's the same damn suit, just a different tie. But I think also like the wearing the suit or, you know, wearing, you know, fancy formal shit also goes to like that point number one or point number two where like there's just no way you're going to wear some formal stuff and then not feel confident and look down at your shoes and not take space. I feel like, you know, for guys or for girls, like when you wear formal stuff, you just, you know, your shoulders already go back, mm -hmm. your chest already goes up. You know, and well, you're I mean, ready to when, take it on. When you get a nice new outfit that you oh, know you feel man. good in, it, it's like it naturally happens, you know? It's a million dollars. There's like something different in your step. Yeah. Um, uh, what was I going to say about the fake it to make it thing, though? Oh, about, about the smile. Um, you know, like the, the when, even when you're sad, just smile. Uh, so what I've learned is that, like, you got to be happy to smile, right? So, like, your brain says, okay, I'm happy. And then naturally you just smile by yourself. Yeah. But also the opposite is true where your brain is kind of like muddled in with the, with the, uh, with, with the feeling. So like, even if you smile, you actually become happy, right? So if it, if you're happy, that makes you smile. The same can be said. The opposite is true. Uh, when you smile, you also feel happy, uh, just because that's how the brain, uh, gets wired. It's like, okay, I'm right. smiling. I'm happy then. Um, this next one is, I love you or will anyway. So basically this one is, is a harder one to get around, right? It basically says that, um, if you don't love someone or you sort of feel like eh about them by telling yourself you love them or starting to, to do the things that you do for someone you love, it'll actually fall into place. Mm. Sounds ridiculous, but there was a, a fact I once read and I, I, by the way, I don't know if this is a correct fact. Um, I think it was like Al Capone or something. When he um, did all his things or got away with it, mm. I don't know if it was him actually. Um, it was some famous gangster. He started to fake insanity mm. in the streets of New York. He he would walk, he would yell out in public, he would he would whatever. And the 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 story goes that he faked it for so many years that it actually became natural for him, and these things became ticks that eventually drove him wow crazy. Almost like the Joker. Sort of, yeah. But wow. but I don't know. Uh, that's a very poor statement because I don't know the truth behind that. But 
It was something that, yeah, to get away with crimes, to plea insanity, he had to act it. Wild. And so he did for so long. You get caught for some real shitty crime. What's your what's your uh, what's your go to escape? Are you are you are you playing insanity? Are you? It's a great question. I'm I'm watching this show on Netflix called Money Heist. All right, have you ever seen it? Never. Man, I binge watch this like four episodes a night. It's insane. Um, basically, it's these eight people mm. that take over the Royal Mint in Spain, mm. print money. They're making all this money while they have hostages inside. Wow. Right, and then they they have to get away. I look at this. Oh, they take over the mint. They take over the mint. Hold everyone hostage in the Inside, mint. Inside. While they, they're still printing money. Yeah. Wow. And they're just taking that money and putting it. Yeah. <laughs> saving it. So sometimes I'll watch this and I'll be like, how would I get out of this? Because I, man, I'd be a terrible criminal to be honest with you. Ah. No, seriously. I get way too in my head and I feel guilty and I feel bad. I'm just like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I don't know. So if it was a stupid crime, I would evaluate, is it too late to fix this? Mm. Turn myself in or some shit. Like, I don't know. I, I'm not going to pretend that I'm a bad boy, man. I really am not. Hey man, uh, it's it's never the bad boys who who, who, who do these crimes, you know? It's um, The smart boys. Yeah, they're all in their head right before it, you know? And then as soon as they're just like, okay, you know what? F- let's just do it. And then they just go in and their mind just takes over and it's like, we got this, bro. What would you do? Uh, For sure, I would like... Would you double down or just keep going? Oh, for sure. I'm already in. You know, yeah, but my fear, man. Prison is you get to like prison is my all time fear. Is it? Absolutely. So for me to do something that could end me up in jail and then double down because I'm already neck deep in it, it's like, well, I could that could like double or triple my time. Apparently in jail, it's basically just like a big networking event for criminals. You'd be <laughs> like man, I don't think there's any sort of reform in jail at all. Right? Are like, you kidding me? I think you come out with the same, if not worse. You're pissed off at society. You're treated like garbage. Yeah. Other than like, like I feel like Northern Europe, like Iceland and shit well, has like nice jails. That I just like actually like I watched a documentary on that. It's, uh, I think it's Denmark mm. has a jail. You would not believe this place. Yeah. Windows instead of bars. Beautiful. Floor to ceiling. It looks like a, it looks like an Ikea catalog. <laughs> they have knives that are on the wall that these guys can cook at any point in the well, that's day. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to rehab them. Like you're supposed to like rehabilitate them. Obviously there's some heinous shit that like you shouldn't, but like for the most part, that's what you're supposed to do. Instead, what happens in most jails, they lock you up and they just put you away and collect dust for 20 years and let you out. But they also you- lock you up with like other people who have done petty crimes. Yeah. And then you're like, Man, I was trying to get away with this, but like, I don't know, my getaway guy. And then the other criminal's like, oh, bro, I have a getaway guy. Yeah. Oh, shit, what's his number? <laughs> He's a specialist. Right, yeah, you know, like, and then it's literally a network. It's a YouTube, what is it called? Like, VidCon. It's a VidCon of for criminal. criminals. A ConCon? Yeah, like a ConCon, <laughs> you know, CrimCon. Like, Convict convention? Like, like that's, what, what are we doing jails for? No, 100%. I think, well, it's tough, man, because I mean, like, what are they supposed to do when you have so many things weighing against people to end up there. And yeah. then, then it's like, do they, ha- they don't have enough money to make a life to, to rehabilitate these people. Cause some of them, they, they choose that life. Yeah. But sometimes like they, they go in there for petty crimes, you know, like I don't like a lot of petty crimes you serve like house arrest. Like, oh. yeah, sure. I'm, I'm talking about like the, the six month crimes, the one, one year yeah, in okay. jail time. Yeah. Yeah. You've taken someone who, Sure was a threat, you know, obviously like to society and like drugs and this. Of course, I'm not saying that's not bad, right? But you've taken someone <laughs> who is now doing some like 
very basic level shit and networking them with some real big time gangsters, right? Mm -hmm. Who are there for 20, 25 years. Yeah. And now this one year guy is going to be like, like we're talking about role models. Like hundred percent. He's going to well, go out one year later, ready to take on the world. They, they say you become who you surround yourself with. I think your five closest friends are who you become. Yeah. So it's exactly what you're saying here. Like you, you get into a room of just like rough and rough apples, I guess. They're not bad apples. Who understand apples. you. Who understand why you did it. Have the yeah. sort of fuck the system mentality as well. And you just breathe more anger and frustration because what you've done is these, a lot of these people have created this because of a shortcoming or they're angry or pissed off or they need something. Yeah. And you're, you're putting these officers that are like getting in your cell, like, like making them like live like animals. Yeah. I don't think the, the prison system and the idea, obviously there's a lot of controversy in politics, and, yeah. but I think it's so backwards. So backwards. I can't imagine putting someone in there and expecting them to come out better. Are you kidding? Yeah. But then again, I can't sit here and offer a solution because I don't know too much about it. It's just, I just don't think it works. I watch so many things on prison and I'm like, this guy's a forgotten human mm. that you've locked up that has family. That care. Like letting, letting them go in for a week and coming out will not fix it either. Yeah. But there's gotta be something. There's gotta be something. And Norway or Denmark has the answer. I'll tell you that. Um, okay. <laughs> lastly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, actually, it was they, kind of depressing, to be honest. Shit. But, but you should watch it. It's on Netflix. It's called World's Toughest Prisons. And one of them is about Denmark. And it's this prison where they could leave. This one guy, okay, they go to his work. And they're like, hey, so we're going to see you later. He was talking to the crew. He's like, oh, no, man, I got a date tonight. Okay, let me tell you, this guy is in the jail. He gets in his mm. car every morning to go to work where he paints boats and fixes boats in, like, the, the town harbor. Gets in his car and, went and comes back to, to sleep there. In the prison. In the prison. But he, but he's like, I won't be back tonight. Maybe around nine. I got a date tonight. I'm like, oh, what the hell? So this is like 18, 17-year-old teenager kind of like, you know, there are rules, but like you can like tell like, hey, mom, 100%. I'll be home at like 100%. Tonight. It's just, it was a very bizarre and oddly effective program that they had their, their flaws too. I think there was a lot of the, um, a lot of the convicts or, or people in there yeah. were struggling with depression because they were left too much alone. In the other mm. prisons, they were able to interact um, with the guards and say, hey, I need this or I need this. In this jail, the guards aren't even in the same room as you. And you only see them like once a day. Wild. So it's it's they, there's other problems that come up, man. It's it's a tough issue. It's not yeah, like yeah. It's, there's a one way. 100%. Um, okay, and the last thing on this article, at least, about um, faking it till you make it of things that are effective mm. are go to the gym. Mm. Okay. So, um, first, uh, anyway, what, I think what there's this topic is, is sort of when you back to when you feel good and mm. you look good, confidence comes in very weird spots, man. Yeah. I remember like two years ago, um, just ended a relationship. I was in my head thinking, damn, like, I don't know when I'm going to find another girl or whatever, blah, blah. So I'm like, let's just go to the gym because I don't, I wanted to fix that. Mm. That was a, a part of me from being in this relationship was I started gaining weight. I just stopped caring, man. So I go to the gym in the first class. I'm like, holy shit. I feel phenomenal because I yeah. feel like I'm doing something about an insecurity. I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Zaddy's back. So I went for 48 days straight. That was when yeah. we were recording this at the time. Um, and it was like amazing what it did for me. It was like I felt reborn and like, we all classify ourselves as not the gym guy. Oh, I don't do gyms. I have no idea what I'm doing in there. 
okay, don't go to a gym. Go to like a class. Yeah. I went to F45 where they, they've got like an instructor on the screen showing you what that move is for the next 30 seconds. So beneficial for me. Yeah, I remember that time. You were like born again. Remember I was, remember at the time I was eating like meat and broccoli and shit? <laughs> yeah, on one podcast you were like, I don't know, look like steamed ground meat. Yeah. And, and qualify. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. Man, that's exactly what it was. Um, of course, look, we've we've have profiled banging it till you make it as being a positive thing. Yeah. There are so many negative sides to doing this. Trust. That it's worth researching before just jumping headfirst in and walking into a room going, guys, shut your mouth. This is how it works. Because yeah. not how you do it. And it's true. Fake it till you make it is great. But just also remember, people's bullshit radars are incredibly good. 100%. And if you're taking up space <laughs> and they can see right through you, you know oh, what? You, you know come what? off it's as a, a douche. Such a dangerous game. Yeah. Because I know people that that are always one-upping you. Mm. We're always spitting out facts that I know are bullshit. That's me, baby. But you bring it, but you bring it, you call me out. I, I call you out, but you defend it. N- not, not you, anyone. Everyone, everyone in my life calls me out, you know? <laughs> and I, def- I, man, I got the stats to back it up. Yeah, I'm to trying to think if there's been a time. No, like, you, you're a great example of faking until you make it. Well, I, I hired Amar <laughs> for a period of time. Oh, shit, that's when. <laughs> and, and this guy would be. That's able when to, fake it until you make it did not make it. Yeah, he was like setting up my studio. Like, he knew everything, putting the lights up, like. This like you put forth an amazing effort. Yeah, I recorded I think two videos, <laughs> <laughs> and my microphone was plugged in the friggin' headphones. wrong slot. It was in the headphone <laughs> slot, so I had no sound. Yeah. So I was editing. I'm like, oh my god, like I didn't check because I believed you knew what you were doing because I you set everything else up perfectly. That I'm like, yo man, I just want to say uh, his camera was uh was a step above mine. Okay, <laughs> mine just had one jack. One's, one slot, yeah. And, uh, you know, his has two. So, there's <laughs> um, a 50-50 chance that I would have stayed employed. Yeah, yeah. Did we realize that? Yeah, probably. <laughs> we could have been in so many different places right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, guys, this was an interesting topic. If you guys want us to cover the downsides of it, we yeah. can. Or you guys can research it. I encourage you to do that. Um, if you have any deep questions that Amar may not have asked about YouTube, feel mm-hmm. free to DM me or, or whatever. Reach out on Twitter and I'll yeah. see what I can do. Until then, we love you. Thanks for listening. See you in the next episode. Peace.